Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, there's no better place to be on a Sunday morning than right here in the presence. Amen. 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 Surely the Lord is in the house this morning. Amen. Anybody really glad to be in church today? Come on, anybody really glad to be in church today? <clears throat> amen. Amen. We are so glad to be here. Amen. One more service in the presence of the Lord. And uh, we have tremendously enjoyed our time of being here in the presence of not only the Lord, but good people, God's people. Amen. The Bradford family has been so kind to us. The church folks have been so kind. So everyone that's been cooking and making us feel at home and uh, just having a great spirit of excellence and hospitality. Amen. Thank you so, so much. Amen. You ought to give yourselves a hand. Amen. We appreciate it. We thank you so much. So, so much. <clears throat> I guess preaching so many services in a row, my voice is not doing well. And uh, I've been having trouble with sinuses. And so if I crack or screech and sound like a three-year-old at any point during a service, please forgive me. Praise God. Praise God. But God's going to help us this morning. Amen. Anybody came for God to speak to you today? Come on, anybody came for the Lord to speak to you today? <clears throat> Amen. Psalm 139 and 1, for your consideration this morning, the Lord began to move and the Spirit began to linger around the sanctuary a few moments ago as people with lifted hands and lifted hearts were bringing their hearts to God. And I believe that this word this morning is a direct confirmation of what God wants to do in the house this is not a casual church service. This is not a wasted Sunday morning. I believe that we can have a divine intervention and there can be an intersection of the spirit that God meets us here this morning. I said God can meet us here this morning. Amen, amen. God can meet us here and I'm looking forward to him showing up in this service. Amen. So I'm making up my mind from the onset of this service. I'm going to give my best to get and receive what God is going to give in return. Amen. Psalm 139 and 1, when you have it, say amen. amen. Psalm 139 and 1. The psalmist said, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought. Somebody say, God knows what you're thinking. Come on, say it again. God knows what you're thinking. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou capacit my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. There are many times that we, we foolishly charge God with not understanding our situations and not knowing where we are. But I've come to remind this morning that God knows exactly where you are. Not only that, he knows exactly who you are and he knows exactly what you need. Amen. Anybody needs something from the master today? Come on, anybody needs something from the master? If you need something from the king, 
Come on, lift up a loud, thunderous voice unto God and pray and put your prayers on your lips and say, God, I want you to meet me this morning. Come on, lift up that voice. God, I want you to meet me in the sanctuary this morning. God, I want you to meet me in the house. God, touch my mind, my spirit, my soul. God, give me grace. God, give me an answer, Lord. Give me a word, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen. One more time, clap your hands as loud as you can unto the Lord. Come on, clap him, clap him, clap him like you feel good to be in church. Amen. I want to preach with the help of the Lord from this title, from this subject, X marks the spot. Somebody say X marks the spot. Amen. You may find that spot and be seated this morning. <laughs> X marks the spot. I want to do my best this morning. On a Sunday morning, there is a diverse gathering. There are saints here. There are visitors here. There's mature folks. There's young people. And I want to do my best to be able to articulate and preach to everybody in the house so that no one would feel left out. Is that all right this morning? And in preaching to an audience... I think it would be fair to start at the lowest level of interpretive understanding and within our language that is most commonly used, the English language, that lowest level of understanding happens to be the alphabets. And so if you don't know your ABCs this morning, I can't help you very much. And so in the English alphabet, there are 26 letters. The 24th letter is a very unique letter. It is the letter X. Everybody shout X. I want to try my best to preach as simple, simple as it may be using this letter. Using the letter X because you look at this letter and you will find out some interesting things about the letter X. First and foremost, it is a letter in which we do not commonly use in our English language or associate with great understanding in word usage, even within our own language. And for that reason, if I asked you this morning and took a survey and asked every one of you to give me just five words that begin with the letter X, just five, somebody say just five, just five words, the first word that probably comes to mind is X-ray. And if you're just a little bit intellectually astute enough, you may use the word xylophone. And for all the young folks in the house, you say, oh, Brother Williams, I got one, Xbox. And that's not even a word. But you would have a grave difficulty coming up with words because the X is a letter that we don't commonly use and associate. We have 
little understanding of how, how to properly place and use that letter. The letter X is so unique in that in a King James Version Bible, we have 783,137 words and not one of them begins with the letter X. That's just how uncommon the letter X is. And so it is with this understanding we know that if there's any mathematical nerds in the house that the X is even used in mathematical equations like Y equals MX plus B for all the nerds in the house. And you would know that in that equation or any algebraic equation, the letter X is so unknown to us that we use it to represent an unknown value. Somebody shout unknown. And all of this bringing to one point makes me think about that letter this morning because the X is something that we use more than we think. Because in our mind, when we come to the house of God, when we live a life of what we would think we would call living for God, we understand that living for God is not an easy life to live. It comes with its difficulties. It comes with frustrations and it comes with perils. Somebody say amen. And I've come to preach this morning about that letter X because there are times in our world, your world, my world, our world, that we feel and we associate the X with things that are going on in our world. There's times that I wake up in the morning and I put my feet on the floor and I have a difficult time understanding what in the world is going on in my life. Can somebody say amen to that? There's times I cannot pinpoint what is going on. God, what is happening? What are you doing? I cannot pinpoint my frustrations. I cannot come up with answers to my questions. There's a whole lot that is unknown to me. But I've come to remind some saints and people in the house this morning that despite your inability to understand your frustrations and to come to a conclusion of what is going on in in your world uh, can I tell you that we serve a God that without question uh, he knows everything uh, that there is uh, to know about you well, I'm gonna say it again and tell you him this morning uh, we serve a God that knows uh, everything that there is to know about you. He knows your downsitting. He knows your uprising. He knows your coming ins and going outs. He knows every thought you can think. So don't you think that if you don't have the answer that God doesn't either. That's not the case. Can I tell you God knows everything there is to know and he's here right now. Oh, somebody clap your hands if you're thankful that God knows everything, 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 everything. Somebody shout X. 
And there's times that we feel, we feel like, God, I, I'm so frustrated, I'm agitated, I, I don't even want to drag myself to church because I've done that before and nothing's changed and everything is bleak in your mindset and there's darkness that's clouding your thoughts and you can't think straight. But even when you can't think straight, God sees past the cloudiness and he knows the depths of your heart. He knows your prayers before you pray them. He knows your tears before you cry them. He knows your thoughts before you think them. And I've come to tell you that when things are unknown to you, we serve a God with infinite wisdom, that he's showing up when you need him the most, and he can't show up today. There's times, there's times that we, we get to a place in God that as much as we would like to smile, we have a hard time smiling. Anybody know what I'm talking about? As much as we would like to hold our chin up and have our back straight and walk with pride and dignity, it feels like life is pressing on us and weighing on us because we can't understand what we're going through. Anybody going through some stuff this morning? We can't understand what we're going through. And in those times, it is the trick of the adversary not only for you to be frustrated with not knowing and understanding the unknown, but we also lose sight of our value. Somebody say value. We lose sight of our value. We lose sight of who we belong to. We lose sight of who we worship, who we love, and whom we call God Almighty. Because I believe that the greatest trick of the adversary is for you to forget what spirit you have on the inside of you. The trick of the adversary is for you to forget that we have a place, a pavilion of safety in the house of God. And he wants to keep you from the church. He wants to keep you from the altar. He wants to keep you from the house. Anybody hear me this morning? He wants to keep you from getting to God because if you get to God you remember whose child you are oh I feel the Holy Ghost right now I'm gonna say it again when you get to God and you get a little bit closer to God you you won't you won't forget that I'm a child of the King I'm a child of Jesus Christ and nothing shall overtake me it is by his mercies that we are not consumed it is by his grace that I'm not overtaken that when the enemy comes in like a flood the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him can I remind somebody this morning you a child of God and don't forget it you are his child and don't forget it I said don't forget it he's acquainted with all your ways represents unknown value there's times that you if you only knew what the devil was thinking when you walked in the room you wouldn't be scared anymore now now I'm not talking to those if your prayer life is in a trunk somewhere I'm not talking I'm talking to the prayer warriors in the house when you begin to call upon the name of Jesus and you begin to plead the blood of Jesus, you must not forget that demons still tremble at the name of Jesus and at the mere thought that there's one God that sits on the throne. And if you walked in boldness at work, you'll realize that those troubles you have are not troubles anymore. Those situations you have are not situations anymore. 
But, but I, I have to convince you this morning. It's all right if I just convince you a little bit. Because we lose sight of our value of who we really are. Matthew 10 and 29, God tells you the way he sees you. We ought to see God ourselves uh, the way that God sees us. Uh, and Matthew 10 and 29, uh, he said, Are not two sparrows, uh, two birds uh, sold for a farthing, and not one of them fall to the ground uh, without the father? Uh, he said, But the very hairs of your head, uh, the hairs that are on your head, uh, they are numbered. Uh, so that means if your hair is dragging the floor, uh, are you hanging on to what you got left. God knows every follicle that is resting on your head. God knows every DNA molecule that's running in your veins. He knows every pattern, design, and swirl in your fingerprints. I wish three people would stand up and say, I'm glad God knows who I am. Oh, I don't know if you hear me preach right now. I say you ought to stand up and say, I'm glad God knows where I live. I'm glad I know he knows where I sit and pray. I'm glad he knows that this is my house. This is my pew. This is my place. It's master spot. Oh, you ought to clap your hands and thank God. He knows where you're sitting. He knows where you're living. He knows where you're working. He knows what you're troubled with. It's master spot. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord if you love it. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I said God has a way of meeting you right where you are. God will show up when you need him the most. When you're saying, God, I don't know what's going on. I can't fix it. I don't know how to handle it. God does. I said God does. I, 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 I want to preach to the saints, and then I'm going to preach to the visitors. Listen, listen, saints, we got to get to the place, and God, that we understand that the trying of our faith worketh patience. That God's not putting you in situations and tests and trials for you to lose out with him. It's for you to be drawn closer to him. I, I, I won't preach. Can I just preach like I'm at home right now? God didn't, let, didn't allow trouble to touch you so you can backslide. That's not why he brought trouble to your doorstep. But he brought trouble to you so that you know that in a time of suffering, that there's a time to pray, that in a time of trials, it's a time that I ought to seek his face, that I ought to say, God, where is the place that I can run? Oh, I know where it is. It's the house of God. That's where I go. It's the church. That's where I belong. And God said, that's right. If you meet me there, I'll meet you there. But, but I just want to help a few folks in the house this morning because if we're going to go to where God has taken us sooner or later, we're going to have to pass our test. Somebody say amen. Somebody say, God, you won't have a testimony until you pass your test. Now, I want to preach to the folks that's been some, some felon students this morning. I've been in places that, that I said, God, I can't, re can't wait to get out of this trial. And God said, I can't wait for you to pass it either. And, and, and to understand the equation of life, you must understand how situations and trials and tests really work. In order for you to pass a test, you have to put in the right answer. I don't know if anybody really, really hears me preaching this morning. 
Can I tell you that, that within our, our minds, X has been ingrained in our minds because all throughout the educational system, when we, when we sit down and we take a test or, or we take a pop quiz and we're putting in our answers uh, and we're putting them in, we're putting them in, test is over, and we hand it to the teacher. Now, some of us seen a way more few than, than, than we want to see. But when you get an answer wrong, do you know what the teacher puts on that test? A big old red X. Make sure you can't miss it. X. Well, you got that one wrong, that one wrong. The only time you didn't see X's is when you was grading each other papers. Y'all can't do that anymore, can y'all? We used to do that. They used to say, pass your paper to your, 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 your classmate behind you and grade their paper. And I'm like, hey, number six, don't put it wrong. Y'all know I'm preaching all right this morning. <laughs> and you, and you, and you, you're praying, you're praying that the answers that you put was the right answers. And when you get that paper back, that sometimes there's a, there's a frustration that, that hits your face because you're like, man, that's way too many. I know this is not a good C right here. It looks like I failed. Somebody say failed. Come on, say it again. Say failed. And the problem is that we look at our situations and we look at life just like that. And we don't understand that all things work together for the good. I said all things work together for the good. But we don't see all things like that. Because we look at life and we look at our world and all we see sometimes is a big fat X. And we said, God, uh, there's problems going on in my marriage. X. There's problems going on in my family. X. My finances are messed up. X. Anybody hear me preach to you? My world is messed up. X. I can't get it together. X. My children are rebellious. X. And everything you can see from as far as you can see is wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. But I've come to tell you that we serve a God. He's got a big fat eraser in his hand. And everything you think is wrong is what's right. Because God is saying it's that test, it's that trial, it's that situation. That if you just hold on a little bit longer, what you think is wrong, God's going to make it. I'm going to say it again for the church in the back. Everything you think that's going wrong right now, you ought to lift up your hands and say, God, I thank you for making it right. I thank you for making it better. I thank you for fixing my trouble. I, I, listen, I want you to hear me right now. Is this all right if I just preach like this? Uh, I'm telling you right now uh, that the reason why we get stuck in the same rut uh, and we fail our test over and over and over uh, is because we keep putting in the wrong answer. I said we. Somebody say we. We keep putting in the wrong answer. The, the right answer is a God answer. The right answer is the word of God. The right answer is prayer. You can't fix it on your own. You can't do it on your own intuition, your own wisdom, your own understanding. I said we need God. Now, I don't know if you need him like I know I need him. I said we need God. I said, this section needs God, this section needs God, this section needs God, and as long as I'm putting Jesus in, as long as I'm putting prayer in, that's the right answer every time. Somebody shout X. X marks the spot. 
Everything you think is wrong, you're saying, God, I've been sitting in the same place. I've been sitting here. Nothing's changing. Nothing's getting better. But can I tell you that God has a way of showing up on your doorstep and fixing every single thing that's going wrong in your life. Well, preach, I don't know if I believe that. If you don't believe it, ain't nothing going to happen because it's a small faith. He said, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, be thou removed. And it has to leave and get out of the way. You ought to tell the ex that's been looming over your world and say today is the last day. I've cried my last tear and I'm going on because God's going to fix everything. I said God's going to fix everything. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I showed up this morning. I don't know how he's going to fix it, but I showed up this morning. I've been putting some prayer in. I've been putting some time in. I've been giving God my best. He has to show up. He has to answer. He has to meet me here at the house. You ought to take some time and praise God right where you're sitting and say, God, meet me in this pew. God, meet me right here in the midst of my trouble, in the midst of my tears, in the midst of my pain. Yeah, you feel the Holy Ghost right now, don't you? I tell you, this is what happens when God meets you in the tabernacle. He shows up in the church. He shows up in the house and say, I know exactly where you are. God says, I know exactly where you are, sister. I know exactly where you are, brother. The preacher don't even know. Your pastor might not even know. But there's an infinite God that he said in the time of trouble, I'll be your very present help. I'll show up right there, right where you need me. I'll step right on the X. I'll meet you in the place of brokenness. I'll meet you in the place of trouble. I'll meet you right where you are. Oh, somebody clap your hands and praise him in the house. Come on, let the Holy Ghost work right now. Come on, some of you needed this word more than your next breath, more than your next meal. And saying, God, I don't know how to fix it, but I'm going to keep putting in the time. I'm going to keep putting in the effort because X marks the spot. Sometimes I just need God to show up and tap me on my shoulder. God, just let me know you still love me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? God, just let me know that you still care about me. If two little bitty sparrows are in his ever care, how much more does he care for you? How much more does he care about what you're going through? God knows you need a raise. Don't you think, do you really, really, really think that God does not know? God knew who you were before you even knew who you were. God knows every intricate detail about you, your flaws, your insecurities, uh, your, your, your imperfections. He knows everything there is to know about you. But in order for God to work, somebody say God to work. In order for God to work in us, God to move among us, for God to show up in this house. I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. It requires, listen, it requires an effort on our part. I said it requires an effort on our part because there are people here right now 
in prayer. You're saying, God, I just need some direction. God, I need you to speak to me so clearly. I need you to give me a word, a divine word of direction, God, or where to go. Because you'll find that in ancient times, in the days of old, before we had Google Maps, and before we had Waze, could you believe that there were these things that they were on paper and they had squiggly lines and they had markings and they actually called it a map? Some of y'all don't even know what that is. <laughs> An atlas, I remember when I was young, my dad we used to go on road trips and we used to break out the, at the atlas and unfold it about 1,300 times and you pick, pull out this big map and he said, all right, son, get us where we're going. I'm like, okay. I'm trying to find out where Highway 80 is and trying to find out where this road is. And he said, are you sure we turn there? I'm like, yeah, I, I think so. If I take this road, it looks like it's going the right way. Can I tell some folks this morning that you've been trying to figure out, <coughs> excuse me, you've been trying to figure out how to get where you're going, uh, and you said, God, I don't even know the direction, uh, but can I tell you that in order for you to get where God is trying to take you to, uh, sometimes you just got to walk a little bit. I said, sometimes you just got to walk a little bit. He said, Abraham, I'm going to give you the land where your feet trod. And Abraham didn't even know where he was going. But all he had to do was just keep walking and hoping some kind of way. I'm going to find an ex somewhere. I'm going to find a place where God's going to meet me. And I tell somebody right now that you just got to start walking and trust God. And God's going to give you direction. You got to walk and trust. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You got to step out on faith and said, God, I'm just going to make one step after the other. I'm going to put one foot after the other. And before you know it, you're standing right where God wants you to. I need five people to catch what I'm preaching right now. You just got to start believing a little bit more. You just got to start walking a little bit more. Walk with God and walk with the master. And sooner or later, you're going to end up right where he wants you. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. God will show up if you just start walking. God will show up if you just start walking by faith. I said we walk by faith. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now all over my body. I'm telling you, we walk by faith and not by sight. I'm not worried about what you can't see. I'm not worried about what you can't figure out. You just stumble around in the dark and feel your way around and said, God, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm trusting I'm just going to show up right where you want me to be. I'm trusting if I keep on praying and I pray without ceasing that I'm going to end up where you want me to be. The Holy Ghost is ministering to people right now. I said the Holy Ghost is ministering to people right now. You've been praying for direction. You've been praying for a word. Well, this is it. You just walk a little bit more. You just walk a little bit further. You just keep on walking with the master. He's going to reach you at the X. He's going to meet you at your place of insufficiencies. He's going to meet you at the place of insecurities. He's going to meet you. He's going to meet us. God is going to show up. Come on, you ought to let the Holy Ghost work right now. Come on, it requires an effort from somebody in the house. It requires an effort from somebody in the house. 
I'll tell you, I'll tell you what an effort looks like. Hear me carefully. I'm almost done preaching. I'll tell you, the, the, the more that we put into a service, the more we will get out of a service. Everybody likes free stuff. I like free stuff. I like, I like just, just hand it to me. I'll take it with a smile on my face. But the things of God sometimes require an effort so that God knows that you're sincere about what you're asking for. I'm going to say it again. Sometimes God just dangles over your head. He just lets it just hover over your head so you can say, you know what? I really want that. I'm going to reach up and grab it. I understand you want God to work and you want God to just drop a blessing on your lap. But sometimes it requires an effort from us. I'll tell you what an effort looks like. Luke 19 and 3. There's a man by the name of Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus Zacchaeus could relate to us. Zacchaeus was a, was a man of short stature. And it would be easily said that he all the time felt looked over because of his stature. Brother Brock, if you don't mind helping me, I, I, didn't, I didn't prep you for this one, but you instant in season and out of season. And I can only imagine that Zacchaeus may, may not, he might not have the height as some people. And so Zacchaeus is standing in the crowd of people amongst a group of people and in the presence of those people he realized that there was a God that can help him in his situation can I tell you we're all here right now a congregation a congregative body but we don't all have the same need in the house this morning can somebody say amen I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what you're struggling with. We don't all have the same need. Therefore, we don't all have to put forth the same effort. Now, I'm not telling you to chill and just sit there, but I'm telling you somebody needs to be more desperate than others. Because you might have a longer list of prayers that ain't been answered yet. And the longer your list is, the longer the effort needs to be. And so Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, he, he, he realizes that he wants to see Jesus. The Bible said that, that he would, that he would see Jesus. And verse number four, that he, he would, that he would see Jesus, but he could not see him for the press. And so, Zacchaeus is, I can imagine him in the crowd and he's looking, trying to find Jesus somewhere. And in that, there's somebody that's six foot one standing in front of him saying, Zacchaeus, get out of the way. I want to see Jesus too. We're all here trying to get a hold of God, trying to feel, feel this presence and trying to get something from God. But there's got to be some effort in you that supersedes the effort in somebody else and say, God, I need it just a little bit more. I don't know if you're hearing me this morning. Somebody here needs to say, God, I need a little bit more. I need it. I don't know what they need this morning, but I'll tell you what I came for. I don't know what she needs this morning, but I'll tell you what I came for. I came here to see Jesus. Zacchaeus is, is, is trying to push his way, and somebody's saying, no, I want to see Jesus too. Get out of the way. But here is where the effort comes in. This is where the effort comes in. The effort comes in that Zacchaeus is small and he may seem insignificant, but he didn't let that stop him. The Bible tells us that he ran and he climbed up a sycamore tree. And if you think that doesn't require effort, then you don't know much about the biological makeup of a sycamore tree. 
because the, the, the structure of a sycamore tree, it is not a tree like an oak tree with low-lying branches. It's not like he just grabbed the whole of a branch and just, just trekked his way up the tree. <coughs> that ain't how it happened. A sycamore tree is a tall, erect tree, and its branches are not low branches. So he didn't just climb up there like a little monkey and get up the tree through the branches. That's not how it happened. Not only that, but the bark of a sycamore tree is real soft bark. It begins to peel if you touch it in the least likely way. And so with his little bitty short arm, he's trying to climb up this tree. And so I imagine Zacchaeus, he has to really, really grab a hold of this tree. He has to really grab a hold of this tree, and he starts hiking his way up inch by inch. Can I tell somebody in the house, if you're going to get what you need this morning, you got to grab a hold of it. I'm going to say it again for those that may have not heard me. I, I said, if you're going to get what you need this morning, you are going to have to grab a hold of it. I, I can't pray for you. I can't get a blessing for you. I can't, I can't walk to the altar for you. You're going to have to grab a hold of it for yourself. I feel something about to happen in the house. And Zacchaeus grabbed a hold of that tree and he began to hike his way up and get up that tree. And then he got to where he wanted to be. And when he got to the place where he wanted to be, God showed up at the place where he needed to be. And the Bible says that when he came to the place where he was, I said when God came to the place where he was, he looked up in that tree and he says, Zacchaeus, I've seen your efforts. I've seen the efforts you made. I know that you've been trying to get a hold of me. And I just want to let you know it wasn't for nothing. It wasn't in vain. I'm going to show up. I said, I'm going to show up right when you need me the most. Can I tell you, we showed up at the right place at the right time. And I pray that the Holy Ghost would show up in the house. And some of us right now, you're saying, I, I, I want to I make the effort. I want to get to God, but, but I feel like God is overlooking me, that God uh, has forgot about me. It's all right if I just preach to you for a little while. Uh, it's the same spirit of mind uh, that, that this man named Thomas had uh, in John 20 and 25. Uh, he was not with the other disciples uh, when they saw Jesus after his passion. Uh, and, and Thomas, 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 uh, Thomas felt like we feel sometimes uh, because he came to his disciples. Uh, and, 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 and in John 20 and 25, uh, he said, you know what? Uh, he, they said, Thomas, we saw Jesus. He said, Thomas, we, we saw the master. I, I'm just going to be honest this morning. I'm almost done preaching. I got three minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> Some of us sometimes we feel like Thomas because it, it, it was with pure excitement that they say we saw the master. Guess what, Thomas? We saw Jesus. And I can only imagine in the mind of Thomas that Thomas is thinking, you didn't see Jesus. You're just trying to make me jealous. <laughs> there ain't nothing more heartbreaking. Now, we're supposed to be rejoicing when, when God blesses our brothers and sisters, but sometimes it just don't work like that. They get a new ride and you like, they wanted the same car I wanted. Somebody get a, a, a new job and say, God, I've been praying for a new job for, since 1999, and you ain't give me one yet. 
Let the church say amen. I'm preaching to y'all this morning. You're saying, God, that's not fair. God, you've been blessing them. You've been doing for them. God, that's not fair. And Thomas, I can imagine with a that's not fair mind, saying, I don't think y'all really saw him. I don't really believe y'all saw him. In fact, I won't believe it until I see him for myself. I won't believe it until God does it for me too. You say, preacher, you say God's a miracle worker, but he ain't do it yet. And I've seen him do it for other people, but he ain't do it for me yet. But I'm telling you, if you grab a hold of it this morning, your miracle can happen. I said, if you grab a hold of it this morning, your miracle can happen. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I said, your miracle can happen. You can be healed this morning. You can be delivered this morning. You can be saved this morning. You can be changed this morning. Thomas said, I won't believe it. I won't believe it till I see it with my own eyes. In fact, I won't believe it. I won't believe it, Brother Peyton, until, until he reaches out his hand to me. And I just feel that nail print in his hand. And I, and, I, and I reach over to his side and I feel the wounds in his side. But here is where we know that God, God has something in store for his people when we learn to trust him as we stand across the house. Here is where we know that God, God knows exactly where we are. Because the Bible, the Bible says, as we come to the music, the Bible says that as they were in the room sitting that Jesus appeared in the midst of them. He appeared in the midst of them in verse 26. And Jesus just showed up. Somebody say he showed up. He just showed up in the middle of the room. And he went over to, he went over to old Thomas in verse 27. He went over to old Thomas. And he said, Thomas, I heard what you said. I heard somebody, I'm preaching to somebody right now. God's heard what you said. God's heard the prayers you've been praying. You don't think he's hearing you. And you don't think he even knows what's going on in your world. But can I remind you that he is acquainted with all of your ways. And he knows your thoughts are far off. And he said, Thomas, I heard exactly what you said. And he shows up in the middle in the middle of the room. And he said, Thomas, I, I want to let you in on a little secret. And he walks right over to Thomas. Listen, watch this. He walks right over to Thomas and he said, Thomas, he said, you see this mark right here? That was marked just for you. He said, you see that spot right there? That was marked just for you. I don't know who here this morning came with a bag full of doubt. But God sent a little crazy preacher from South Louisiana to tell you that there is nothing too hard for God. I said there is nothing too hard for God. And God said, what is it that you need this morning? What is it? What is it? What's ailing you? What's bothering you? What's frustrating you? Uh, some of somebody here right now said, I don't even know what's going on with me. That's right. You don't even know. But God does. I said, God does. <laughs> and God said, you know what? 
I have a way of just showing up right where you need me. You can call your friends sometimes. Anybody have some friends you depended on? And you waited for that ride and you waited for them and they, they let you down. Your family that you think loves you so much sometimes, they can't be trusted. But there is a God. There is a God. That he said there was, a, there was an ex on Calvary. And I wasn't getting off that cross because I, I knew that there was going to be a day you was going to meet me there. Can I tell you in the house this morning that all God wants from us is an effort. All he wants is an effort. What kind of effort does he want? He wants your best effort. I want you to close your eyes right now. I want you to close your eyes. Don't look around. Nobody's looking. Nobody's looking at all. This is not just a normal Sunday morning. This is not a normal church service. This is not just a measly Sunday gathering. This is a divine intersection where the Holy Ghost can meet you right where you are. And I know, I know, I know that you're saying, God, I just need you to answer my prayer and you don't really want to step out of that pew right now. And guess what? God can meet you in your pew. But oh, if we made the effort and we lifted up our voice with a loud cry unto God, I believe that the Holy Ghost can show up in the next five minutes and catastrophically change some situations that's going on right now in the house if you believe it. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now if you believe it. And your belief has to turn to actions. And your actions have to turn to words. And your words have to turn to prayers. That's it. I'm not worried about who else comes. I'm worried about the Zacchaeus in the house. And you feel like God has been looking over you. And God has been stepping over you to get to somebody else. But no, not this morning. My God, the Holy Ghost is moving right now. I'm telling you, you ought to step right in and stand on the X and say, God, I'm meeting you in this altar. And I pray you meet me with the divine flow of your spirit. I pray you meet me right now, God. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm preaching to everybody in the house. You got a big X looming over your life. And you're saying, God, my world is messed up. It's an X. My problems are too big. All I see is an X. But God said, I'll meet you right there. You just stand there. You just meet me. And I'll stand and meet you in the need of prayer. I said, well, I feel the Holy Ghost shaking in the sanctuary right now. Come on, I need you to move. I need you to move. I need you to move. God, I see you do it for other people. I see you work for other people. I see you move for other people. But God, can you move on my situation right now? God, can you meet me in the need? Can you step in my house? Can you step on my doorstep? God, I believe it. I believe God, I 
are standing right here. Come on, the Holy Ghost is beating you right now in the altar. You made a way. You can make a way. You can make a way. Come on, come on. Come on, you feel that? God's beating you. Come on, come on, there. come on, there's somebody else. You ought to step out of that pew and say, I'm going where Jesus is. I got to see Jesus. I'm not, letting, I'm not letting nothing stop me. God. Come on, God, you can do it. Come on, there's no more. I'm preaching to that nobody's in the house. You feel like a nobody. You don't know what value you have. But greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. God meet me. It's not my mother. It's not my father. It's not my sister. It's not my brother. But it's me, oh Lord. I'm standing on the edge. I'm standing in the need of prayer. That's if somebody's getting a hold of it. Come on, make the effort. Make the effort. Make the effort. He's working, he's working, he's working, he's working, he's working. Jesus. Come on, insert Jesus. That's the answer. Insert Jesus. Come on, you ought to put a praise on it. You ought to put a prayer on it and say, that's the only answer I got left. That's the only answer I got left.
but there is a way with God. Come on, there's, there, there's a way with God. Come on, believe it's turning around. It's turning around right now, right now, right now, right now. It's happening, it's happening, it's happening. God's gonna turn it around. God's gonna turn it around. God's gonna turn it around. It's gonna work. It's gonna work. It's gonna work. It's gonna work. The Holy Ghost is moving right now. The Holy Ghost is moving right now. I feel a supernatural flow of the Spirit in the house right now. Come on, there's a divine current that's flowing right now in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, 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 mighty God. Come on, there's faith that's flowing, there's faith that's flowing. Oh, yes. Listen, I, I, need, I need some help. I need some help from the ministers real quickly. All the ministers, I need you to come quickly, come quickly. I had no intentions of doing this, but I feel this in the Holy Ghost. There are people in this house right now that you, you have desperate needs. You have desperate needs that nobody, nobody even knows about. There's prayers you've been praying for months that nobody even knows about. There's desperate needs. Anybody know what I'm talking about? There's desperate needs. You need healing. You need God to work in your marriage. You need God to work miracles on your job. There's desperate needs in the house. Anybody got some desperate needs? Listen carefully. I, I don't want it to be chaotic, and I want to do this as seamless and smooth and in order as possible. But I want to form a prayer line right up this center aisle right here. Those that have desperate, you need a miracle, you need a healing in your body. If you need God to heal you, I want you to clear this aisle if we can. Clear this aisle. I want you to form a line down this center aisle. If you got to go in the
Amen. Come around the backside. I want you to form a, a, a straight line. A straight line. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Keep praying. You cut. Da, 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 come on. Everybody that has a need, I want you to form a line down the middle. Come on. Come on. Come on. Quickly. 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 Holy God knows what you need. I know God is a miracle worker. Come on. I, me and my wife, we prayed for almost four years that God would give us a miracle. I know that God is a miracle worker. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want the rest of the church to begin to pray. I want the church, to, the rest of the church to begin to pray. Come on, believe with them, believe with them. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Come on, begin to pray. Come on, those that are in this line, I want you to begin to step your way forward. I want you to stand on this X right here. And when you stand here, I want you to lift up your hands and believe God's going to work in the name of Jesus. God, we're claiming healings and miracles right now. working God's working God's working God's working in the name of Jesus come on keep on coming come on make room make room make room come on keep on coming Come on, come on, come on, let the spirit flow. Come on, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Light in the dark. 